to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I'm chatting with, there, there are superlatives here. There, there are points here. We have a media <laughs> finesser, probably someone that's annoyed your favorite awkward DJ. Please welcome Henrietta Stacks. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. I mean, you know, when, when I come across a name that falls into my sensibilities, <laughs> I can't help it. It's like, this is punish. This is great. This is yeah. black. Let's go. Let's yeah. get it. And um, yeah, so I think this is going to be fun. Um, so to start off, you know, I gave the the Twitter copy and paste bio, mm-hmm. but could you introduce yourself and describe really what it is that you do? Yeah, I I go by Crystal also, um, but my DJ name is Henrietta Stacks. Um, I am born and raised in Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, you can find me DJing usually in the summertime. It's when I have most of my heat um, and just like vibing with the crew. Um, when I say media finesser, I am also in public relations. So I tend to work with the media a lot um, into getting lots of stories out. Um, and yeah, I just love what I do. I've been DJing for a about four and a half years now. Um, and it's been so fulfilling. Um, I love it so much and I, I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I dig it. I dig it. And, um, hmm, PG County, you might, you might be the first legitimate, like, all right, yeah, I'm representing the PG. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Other people, they're all there. Oh, I'm DMV and kind of bracket the V or bracket the D. Yeah. Nah, nah, you're like PG. I'm, I'm a PG girl. Okay. So, so, so you said like, so four years you've been kind of out there just doing your thing. So what were some of those like early passions and, and influences and what about like sound that really sounded music? It really drew you in. Yeah. So I, I actually played the piano for seven years. So music was very, I mean, like everyone says music is a very big part of my life. Um, but it was actually like super huge with me playing the piano and my dad is a self-taught musician. He self-taught himself like the drums and the saxophone and the piano. So there was a, there was a studio, a recording studio in my basement. Um, and he recorded all the time. And my brother's also, uh, like a, uh, a musician um and also a rapper so it's been like a part of my life for so long um and after piano I grew out of that because it was so I it was like my childhood um and I figured I wanted to do something that was relatively creative with music I wasn't like into producing or all the systems and softwares those kind of confused me but I found that I love like controlling the vibe of a room Um, and that kind of what drew me to DJing Um, and just like having fun with it being able to just like introduce people to new music um, and also just like bringing up old music and stuff that people haven't heard before I love the nostalgic aspect of DJing too um, and how just music just has instills core memories into people so like they'll be like oh I remember when Henrietta Stack just dropped that Masego track and we were like hanging out and like the drinks are falling and like that just that's a that's beautiful for me. I dig it. I dig it. Um yeah, that is like what what I do sometimes when I'm going through it and I'm like, okay. Cause I, I like I'm one of those thinkers and you said something there that caught my attention. It's like, all right, you know, controlling the file, controlling the room. I, I put a question that's very trolly that I'm gonna add in there later. <laughs> so it's gonna be really funny. Uh so 
how would you characterize yourself from a performing standpoint? Because, like, you know, I think of I think of DJs. They they do different tricks. You have people who have different gimmicks or what have you. I think one guy throws cake at someone. I don't know. Mm. You know, that's that's a thing. I think it's Steve Aiko, but it's it's a thing. So as a performer, like. You know, you can't just go up there and it's like, oh, I'm just solid DJ. I got nothing. So what? <laughs> describe yourself as like a performer from, from that standpoint as, as a DJ. Yeah. Um, I, and I, that's kind of why I like to call myself the, the most awkward, like your favorite awkward DJ, because <laughs> I am not quite the performer. I never have been. So like going up and DJing sometimes is like a really big step of like confidence for me. And I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm going to have to do this. Even though I love to do it. It's still like, you still get nerves kind of. Um, and there are folks who are like super excited. They're like jumping up and down. They're engaging with the crowd. Um, I am definitely like, I like, I awkwardly keep eye contact with people. Um, and they're just like, they're like vibing with me. And then like, I, I allow people to like come in front of me, like, and like, and just like hang out and like, and just parties. So it's really, it's more about the music and the environment. I'm very particular about the spaces that I do DJ in. Mm -hmm. So I like that element as well, knowing that I can be like super awkward. Um, but I always make it like super inviting for people. Um, I love just like DJing specifically for like black people and black women and folks a part of the, um, the LGBTQ um, community um, and just making like a safe space to dance and to move. It's like really important for me. That's great. That's, that's, that's important that uh, people are going out to have a good time and all of that mm -hmm. other stuff that can happen uh, or that has happened in, in these different scenes. It's like, there's, there's no place for it. You know, you just need yeah. a big guy like me. Walking around and just slapping people. Like, hey, you tighten up. Almost like a chaperone, you know, like yeah. in high school back in the day. <laughs> ten feet apart, ten feet apart, everybody. <laughs> yeah, like you. <laughs> um, so what what do you what do you usually start with when you're prepping a set? Like when you're like what 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 what's the vibe? Those those things. What going what goes into your your process and like prepping a set? Because I don't think people really understand that, mm -hmm. you know, there's prep work before you're like, oh, yeah. I just got these songs I'm gonna play. Yeah. Um, I usually like think of the time of day because sometimes mm -hmm. like when you're DJing in the daytime, the whole vibe is different. When you're DJing at night, it's like it's very energetic. So when I'm like thinking about the, the time of day, it kind of starts like my my train of thought. Um, usually when I begin sets, I like to keep it really I like to keep it really light, kind of mm -hmm. 90s, early 2000s kind of vibes. And it could be like, I mean, the 90s and early 2000s, like every vibe is within those, like every genre, anything can come out of that. Um, sure. So it's not really specific to the sound. Um, and then, you know, you, get, you start to like introduce the crowd to a little bit of newer stuff. Like if I have some new stuff on the docket, I can see how they're feeling it out kind of thing. Um and then for me, I, I try not to prep too much because usually I don't know what crowd is coming in until I actually see them. Like any venue can have their locals, but you, you kind of never know until like the place is like full and you're like, okay, this isn't even their normal crowd. This is a very diverse crowd. Yeah. Um, so I like to have, you know, everything locked and loaded and, and, and you know, um, really organized. Um, Cause sometimes I might be keeping in that early nineties, like genre, if everyone is rocking with it, you know, I don't want to mess up 
the vibe. But I like, I, like I said, I try to introduce new stuff. I try to introduce like some old stuff, um, like some old school, like disco and all the stuff that I, I listened to growing up. So, and just to get like people's feel of music, like I'll drop in little things every now and again, you know, like I'll, I'll play some like Donna Summers, but then I'll see how they're feeling about some big time. It's like, it could be like anything, you know, I just want, I want to like test the waters and see like how people react to it. Cause I mean, you can switch from song to song, but if you see people are vibing with one thing, like you can continue to play it for a little bit longer um, and just like keep the, keep, keep it going. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine if you go to like a venue and you're not really having like a gauge on like who's there and what the vibe is, you're like, where did all these Amish people come from? What, <laughs> am, what am I doing here? Or yeah. even, you know, I think it's almost like an editing process from this, this performance standpoint, right. Where, you know, I'll do this. And it's like, you know, like I told you a little bit beforehand, like I've made some changes to questions or what have you, mm-hmm. just so you're not thrown off completely. But it's like, oh, okay. But it's still in the vein. It's not like I'm like, yo, what's the meaning to life? You know, I'm not asking you that, <laughs> but I'm asking you stuff that's in the vein. And as you're going through the process, you pivot and you see w- what things look like. Because, you know, the, the questions that I have from this standpoint of prepping and, and, and having some idea of what I really want to do and what I'm trying to get out of it, you have you have what you're trying to accomplish, but really, if you're having like a nice conversation that's about like '90s cartoons, you're like, I'm not switching from that. I'm going to keep talking yeah. about that. And <laughs> and it's it's big to really know ultimately, I guess, what your audience is and what you're in marionette with what your intent your um, intent is. Mm-hmm. For sure. So you were, you were talking about kind of working in um, some some new artists when when it seems fit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you how do you stay up to date? Because there's a lot of stuff floating around. How do you stay up to date on like a current and emerging artists? Yeah, I mean, like there's so much music around, and there's so many like ways to get music, mm-hmm. um, and 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 it can be like super overwhelming at times. Sometimes um, too much music. <laughs> it's too much. Like I I'm like. I try to like listen to all my new releases and I'm like, I, I need to sit down with like something to like actually see if I like it. I'm just like listening through stuff, which is like not always really good. Um, but I, I find new music like through all places. I think Spotify has like the best algorithm when it comes to streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, just like the way I listen to music, like a bunch of new artists pop up all the time that I haven't heard about. Um, some of my favorite playlists that I, I know are kind of geared towards like, the music that I like to DJ, um, for example, uh, the pollen playlist on Spotify is yeah. so good. Uh, and I love keeping up to date with that one. Um, SoundCloud, I still use SoundCloud when it comes to finding emerging artists because people still use SoundCloud. Yes, they um, do. and you know, and you know, they don't have to like copyright everything. So it's like, it's good to have on SoundCloud. Um, and you know, I keep up to date with that. I also, I've also found that I'm, I'm, I'm a new person on TikTok and there are so many artists putting mm-hmm. their sounds on TikTok and I'm like holy crap like I I need to like get in touch or like find where their SoundCloud is or something like that um but yeah those are just like some of the ways that I get music my friends like to send me music all the time um and then I just like kind of I kind of search around a little bit like you know I'll I'll make a playlist honestly of like all the things that I like and like I'll take those suggestions at the bottom of the playlist and like keep listening to those and like new stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have another friend who's a, who's a DJ in New York and he updates, updates this one playlist of just like 
all these random artists that he finds. So it's like, it's very convenient actually. Cause I can just like listen to it in my car and that's, and that's awesome. But um, definitely uh, lots of streams of music that is always flowing around me. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's some overlap. I see, I, I feel like there's a connection, a little simpatico there. Cause uh, I'll go through like, you know, some people send me stupid reels and things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, what song is this? Yeah. It's like, let me look this up or, and the, 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 the feature of Spotify, even though eh, screw Spotify for their Joe Rogan stuff, but still Spotify yeah. where you can um, put in parts of a lyric and it's like, oh yeah, here's the song. And it's like, uh, mm-hmm. cause a lot of times you'll hear a thing that's in a reel and you're like, all right, you're playing the good part, but what's the rest of the song? And um, Shazam also, you know, if I'm in oh, a car yeah. that I'm not familiar with, it's like, what's this? But it, it sucks though, because I like freestyle music. Like the mm-hmm. old, this shows you how old I am, by the way. I like freestyle <laughs> music. Right. And I, I real I'll run into this thing where it's like these songs don't have names. It's just like you know, Lost Lovers in Spanish, number four from 1987. <laughs> it's like this is great, but I can't find it, so I have mm-hmm. to do like deep dives through things. And um, yeah, but it's 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 kind of one of those puzzles. Like I love looking and discovering music or rediscovering music, mm-hmm. and I get hooked on a melody really quickly. And um, yeah, like it's this um, video. I think it was at um, Virgil Abloh's uh, memorial, and it's like Kanye West and uh, Pharrell sitting there, and it's this French song that's playing, mm-hmm. and kind of they're vibing at it in different ways. Like Pharrell is vibing on the vocals, and Kanye's vibing on the um, I think the percussion. Mm-hmm. And that I, after watching, that, I was like, "Yo, this is how I listen to music. I'm, yeah. I listen to it a little bit of both." So, yeah, it's it's really cool, and. Uh, yeah, like house music. I might I might be sending you some suggestions because I've really, really? got into house music recently. Okay. Um so and it kind of falls on brand for um June coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's summer music. So so tell me about taking time to reflect because um I think as a creative, as an artist, and as an entrepreneur, you know, kind of being in these different spots, we don't have time to reflect on like life, reflect on like what we've done, whether it be performing, whether it be just like like just going through a long stretch of work. Tell me about that. How does um reflection look for you and like do you set up times to really reflect on the work you've done? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, people really don't find me um, DJing in the colder months um, because I know that I burn out really easily, especially like I DJ and then I overextend myself with everything else happening in my life. So I tend to take off those months. I'm just like, I, I need to take time for myself. Um, and I And I definitely like to reflect on like, my skill and like how I see myself like moving in the fo- like forward with my DJ career. Um, I took some time during like the, the, like the early days of the pandemic and just realizing that I really wasn't DJing what I wanted to be DJing. I had learned and I had my mentors, I, my education was like very hip hop oriented. Um, and I totally enjoy hip hop music, um, and that environment. Cause it's what taught me how to DJ. But I realized that like, I wanted to be DJing other genres. Like I wanted to curate other spaces yeah. that, that wasn't that not saying that I would never curate those spaces anymore, but I was more interested 
in crafting spaces where house music was accepted, disco was accepted. Like it, you know, it was like, it was more natural for me um, to do that. Cause I would sneak in songs sometimes. I'm just like, all right, they are not rocking with it. Uh, <laughs> I have to go back backwards. But I did take a lot of time to reflect on like, what is it that you really want to be playing? What is the vibe that you want to curate? What are the, the events that you want to throw? Um, and, and, you know, just, thinking hard about that and how I see like the audience that I, I need to curate and, and, and all and moving forward. Um, so I, I do take time to like really think and write down. I'm a person who loves a mood board. I make a lot of mood boards. It's really weird. Um, and I, I make a lot of um, playlists and things that just like help me to envision of, Oh, what could this potentially look like? Um, and yeah, I, I do that and, and just rest in general. It's just yeah. super important for, you know, for me to do my work, I feel like I, I have to be well rested in order to go out and perform. I've, I've DJ tired before and I hate it. It sucks. I'm like, I'm not engaging with anyone. Um, I feel like this is like a task and it's usually not, it's my, it's like one of the things that I love to do. Uh, it's like, I just want to, you know, get off the set and like go home and go to bed. So <laughs> I definitely value my rest so much more, especially like way back when, when I was doing like two or three sets a day, I'm like, this is not like healthy, like go home and go to bed. Uh, you definitely need your rest. Yeah, that's, that's really true. Uh, I run on this hot streak of doing the day job and then doing like two to four podcasts some days. Mm. And you know, it's sometimes it's just a lot. You don't realize it's a lot until you realize it's a lot. It's like, Oh wow. Uh, boom. So I'm going to just cancel everything for the rest of the week. I I need to (laughs) chill. I need to like eat some French fries and chill out. Uh, Uh, um, so I got, Three more questions for you, and then like a bunch of rapid fire questions because you've given cool. me so much to chew on now. <laughs> so this is a new question I've added um, because I think I think it's worthwhile um, to really check into, especially from people um, from 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 a certain like space or what have you. And you know, people say, "Oh, it's this," or it doesn't have this. This is the culture here. So, could you describe the real culture of the environment you're in? Let's say PG County DMV. What does that look like for you? But could you describe it in like three words? Mm, three words. Um, eclectic. Um, trendsetters. Um, ooh, the last one's kind of hard. Um. Rule of threes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eclectic trendsetters and uh, well-rounded. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. And it, it makes sense. I mean, if it's you know, like I think certain places, like this podcast came out of this notion that people take weird shots at Baltimore. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of times it's very one-sided. It's nothing like. Hey, what about the art here? It's just like, nah, bad. Guns, rats. <laughs> that's it. And it's much more like we're we're just like any other city or what have you. We have mm-hmm. our own things, but we're just like any other city. And I like to really get an idea from people who, you know, are from a specific place. How do you see it? You know, like you have that approved upon reality of, hey, Philadelphia is about cheesesteaks and whatever. It's like mm-hmm. also it's kind of weird, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want to get that vibe from people when it comes to their particular uh, town. Yeah. So I got two more. One is ridiculous. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit you with the non-ridiculous one because the ridiculous <laughs> one leads us into the rapid fire questions. Okay. 
So let's talk about concerts. Um, what was your first concert, and what was the concert that had a um, huge impact on you um, musically as a, as a DJ? Something in that that kind of vein. My first concert. Oh, my first concert is like kind of embarrassing because I was a kid. And it, and it, it happened though. It happened. <laughs> it happened. My first concert was you remember the movie the cheetah girls on disney channel i do <laughs> i saw the cheetah girls in concert as nice and um and i don't know i was just really excited to be there and like you know dress up and and go with my cousin so like i wasn't really thinking of anything it was just a fun time for me but that's all it matters fun right <laughs> <laughs> um and and what was your second question what's the concert um, was there one that, and this is, this is where I give you kind of an out. Was there one that uh, a concert that had like a specific like impact on you as, mm. as a DJ that you're like, you know what? I like the way that they did that set or cause you know, d- DJs can be part of like someone else's show, like a performer, mm-hmm. like, like this is a rapper, this is my DJ, what have you. And at, at certain points they can do their own thing. Like I know, like I like Tori Wah, right. And he will mm-hmm. do DJ sets on occasion. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. Or, um, you know, the next person I, I don't want to burn that out real quick, but you know, there are different people that, that do different elements of performance. So mm-hmm. what do you, what like performance like really was impactful for you? Ooh, uh, I, I don't think I have I one. I have a few. Sure. Um, I don't know if I can say all of them, but um, I do have a few. I I, I remember um, the internet was one of the first concerts that I, I went to by myself. So mm-hmm. being able to take in music just by yourself, because sometimes you're like worried about your friend if they even like it, like someone who's not into the artist or like yeah. if or like you're just like worried about different things when you go with other people. Um, and I think they just like, musically like killed the show and it was something that I could take in and really enjoy. Um, I, I would say my other one would be Thundercat. I saw Thundercat in like, uh, 2017 or something. Um, and just the way he uses like, um, like different synthesizers and like really cool, like, things like beat pads and stuff like made me really interested in that i'm still like dipping and dabbing in that like area i haven't really fulfilled like actually mastered it but it's something like super cool that i thought that i could bring into djing um just adding like another element to like what i do um so that was that that was really eye-opening um and then i saw i i saw uh joe k and selection um like that performance i think that was like four or five days before i decided i want to be a dj um and i actually like yeah so that was super cool and that's that was like a full circle kind of moment for me i was like i i hadn't really thought too much into djing and i took it like really hard like right after i finished (laughs) seeing uh joe k so that was that was really cool dope dope so now it's be kind of the beginning. This is a pre-rapid fire question, just to kind of get you ready and prepped up for. Because a lot of people get nervous. <laughs> I'm so, always scared. So every year, for the last few years, you know, there is a video on YouTube that we all like to watch. Uh, have you ever had a Katrinada like boiler room situation where mm. you're? <laughs> mm. you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where just people are just in the way, and it's like, hey. Like, I, in the way I've never had that specific kind of situation, but I've had like people ha- trying to have like full on conversations with me during a set. It's like, 
how are you trying to talk to me? Like have a full conversation. And it's, and it's never somebody I know. It's never like something that's important. It's like, it's something that just like comes top of mind to them. And like, I don't know, just want to have this like crazy, crazy conversation. It's, it's funny where like I've had, I've had a few situations where I'll do a live pod and you're trying to do the performing thing. You're trying to do the, uh, Hey man, but I get caught and it's like, what the hell are you asking me, bro? Like, what do you want? I, I had that recently where it was a person that was really into this um, movie review that I was doing. And I'm like, we're not having a conversation. I'm on stage with a microphone. Can we, <laughs> can we act accordingly? So yeah, it's a, uh, it's the thing, but I, I do appreciate that that people are there and they're enjoying it and they feel that level of connection that yeah. you want to go and just like, no one <laughs> talk like no one is watching, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit. I feel like we've established some goodwill. Now it's time for some real rapid fire questions. All right. All right. We'll start off with this. Favorite librarian food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what is my all-time favorite? Because mm. I read that was in your background. That's that you have some, uh, that's yeah, Descent, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my parents are born, were born and raised in Liberia, um, and then, uh, came here in the eighties or something. Um, but I would say overall, I mean, like there's the classic cassava leaf, um, which is like a dish with like cassava leaves, obviously. (laughs) Um, and it's like boiled down and, and seasoned really good. It's like chicken and beef and shrimp and all types of stuff can go in there. And that's like delicious. Um, yeah, I would say that's like my top one, but like, I am not picky. I love so many of them. And like, I just love like the, like, just like the authentic food from like my, I just love going to my aunt's house and just like sitting down and having like a whole meal and it's, it's just fulfilling. I love it. You're making me jealous right now describing food because I'm on a fast and I'm like, I shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> now I'm hungry. It's like, yo, I need some stuff. Yeah. Uh, so and now these are going to get progressively, progressively faster as we do these. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is a recent addition to your playlist? Like you were mentioning Spotify earlier. What's the last song that you've added or last song that you listened to? Um, playlist. I don't, I don't remember what the last thing I added. Oh no, I do. Um, baby cakes by Miramasa and pink Pantress is in there and little Uzi Vert. It's really cute. I love that song. <laughs> nice. Describe yourself in three emojis. Ooh, the, the one that's like smiling with like all the hearts around the face. Um, I'll say the, um, maybe the orange. Yeah. I, eat a lot, I eat a lot of oranges. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and the upside down smiley face. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm one of that. Uh, I've seen like the new emojis out. I'm the one that's like the dotted face that's blank. It's just like that. Uh, it's like, I don't know how to feel about any of this. I, if uh, you asked me if the new ones dropped, I would have been like the disco ball because I, I can't wait to use that one. That's fire. Uh, famous last words. I know it's a little morbid, but it's always interesting to see what someone will put out there. Is it like last words for like sure, that yeah. someone else has said or like my own last you words? Like, like if you, if you had the choice, what were your famous last words be? Mm, um, 
<laughs> this isn't funny, guys. <laughs> I'd say this isn't funny, guys. Really? That's, that's, okay, <laughs> that's, that's great. That's great. And I like the way that you delivered it, by the way. So snaps yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> Quote unquote, this isn't funny, guys. <laughs> okay. But lastly, and this is when I add it because I thought it was really funny because I've I know a few DJs that have done this, and I was like, this is great. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you troll people with either a beat drop or switching songs at really weird times? <laughs> I, I I try not to, because um, <laughs> I think I hate it Like when I'm like, oh, okay. Or when like people play like the wrong version of a song. It's yep. just like, oh, my goodness. Um, no, I definitely try not to. I, I, I like my audience. I don't like to mess with them like that. <laughs> like a troll? Never let me be a DJ. It's like, yo, why is he playing like all of these Pokemon renditions of songs? It's like, can he stop? Um, so that's literally all the questions that I have. But um, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. Absolutely. And two, I want to invite and encourage you. Tell the fine folks where to check you out, your um, social media, all of that good stuff. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Crystal Alma. Um, yeah, Crystal Alma, one word. A-L-M-A is my middle name. Um, and also on SoundCloud uh, under Henrietta Stacks. Uh, I definitely need to update that, but you can listen to some of my old mixes, and they're still really relevant. I still listen to my old mixes, so definitely enjoy. It's wonderful. So I want to again thank um, Henrietta Stacks, Crystal Williams for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob <laughs> Lee saying that there is art, performance, all of that good stuff in and around your city. You just got to look for it. 